Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Right now. But I'm wearing headphones, rocking it back, old school radio days. How about that? And somebody said it looks like I'm plugged into a Walkman. And I remember when I got my first Walkman. Because my brothers and I had to share it. And I was the youngest, so how, how often do you think I got it? And you had your case of cassettes, and then people started to crap on your music selection. And I'm like, then bring yours then! How many times did we have that conversation at parties? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show on a Wednesday. Daytime sports talk coming your way. A little bit of a different look here. We're live from Baller's Rec Room in the heart of the Dudney Strip. Oh, yeah, we got the Silver Fox with us, Kelly Rempel, because the moose is away, and that means we get to play. How you doing, Silver Fox? Uh. Good to be here. Yeah. I love ballers. It's great love to be anywhere. Regina, Ricky, good Oh, man. yeah. He's, oh, they've treated us so well, and that's why with Moose gone, I say, come on, let's give ballers something, man. They've let us do our show here for a couple of weeks, and uh, I, I said, I want to get this backdrop. I know the listeners, shout out WQEE Radio, and the podcast listeners can't see it, but hey, Twisted T, you're welcome. How about the Grey Cup party? How about it? I had my fair amount of consumption of the... <laughs> Twisted, Twisted tees that night. It could be dangerous stuff, they yes, tell me. They, it's, they sneak up on your Thank eye. God I retired before yeah, for, he came on that. the scene. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No so we're talking sports, of course, at Baller's Rec Room. And you see the Silver Fox is with us. Uh, just to say it again, Bret Hart's former manager. You just talked to the excellence of execution moments ago. Yes. Bret the Hitman Hart. I see he's got a new bar. He's picking me up at the airport. Yes. I can't wait for that. We're going there to, uh, tomorrow night. Oh, look at this guy. I can't wait to get to Calgary. But for now, we're in the rectangle talking sports uh, for the next couple of weeks, and we couldn't be happier about it. But with Moose away, I said, I want to do this backdrop with ballers on it and Twisted T. Uh, and here we are. And coming up on the program today, Mike Benton, Seattle Kraken broadcaster, is going to be with us. And Dave Randorf. Y'all know Rambo, the uh, television voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning. So you Lightning fans... Pay attention. Listen up. He's coming up. What's he, Clark? He's in hour one. Yeah, a couple segments from now. Can we hit the quick six show horn and we'll get going? And then we'll go. There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of things I want to get to. CFL free agency, Super Bowl parade today. But we'll start with the National Hockey League. There were nine games last night, and here's the leftovers. Brent Burns scored his 11th goal of the season. Frederick Anderson made 34 saves. Carolina Hurricanes beat the depleted Washington Capitals 3-2. David Pasternak scored 116 uh, to go in overtime, and Boston rallied to beat Dallas 3-2. Jim Montgomery's first game against the team, which let him go. In Columbus, Ryan Graves scored off a feed from Michael McLeod in front of the net with 1.4 seconds to go. New Jersey beat Columbus 3-2. In Denver, Steven Stamco scored in the shootout, and Tampa Bay rallied from a two-goal deficit to beat a banged-up Colorado team 4-3. In Winnipeg, Mark Scheifele and Pierre-Luc Dubois scored in the shootout to give Winnipeg a come-from-behind 3-2 win over the Seattle Kraken, kind of why I'm wearing the Jets pullover today. In San Jose, Casey DeSmith made 38 saves, and Pittsburgh beat San Jose 3-1. 
There's a lot of games last night, Rams. In New York, Tim Stutzla and Drake Batherson scored in the shootout. Ottawa beat the Islanders 3-2. In St. Louis, Braden Shen scored twice. Jordan Bennington made 34 saves to lead St. Louis over Florida 6-2. Don't! Panthers won't like that. And we rounded up in Montreal. The Canadiens scored three goals in the third period to win their third in a row. 4 nothing over Chicago. So that was all last night. A very busy night. Did you take in much of it? I did not. So yeah? It's all good. It's, hey, it's fine. What were you doing? You're busy. Valentine's Day. Oh, you had the misses out? Hey, Valentine's Day. Went to Earl's, came home, sat by the fire, played some games with the kids and stuff. And then, they, of course, they split. They each had their Valentines. They had to uh, had their own little Valentines. How about that? So it was it was a yeah it was a it was a quiet evening at the Rebels. Okay, that's fine. You don't need to have watched it to have an opinion. <laughs> and I know you. And by the way, shout out Rhino Radio checking in from Atlanta. He says time for the RP show, and indeed it is. As we've learned, half of the CFL lives in Atlanta in the off season. So we're very big in Atlanta, even with the CFL talk. And I'll get to that. Just hang on. Somebody wants, is trying to lead us down the garden path from the audience, Kelly. Okay. It's up to you whether you want to bite the poison fruit or not. An influential player? BW in Edmonton says, good morning, RP squad. I watched TSN Sports Center to watch for CFL signings. Not one mention. <laughs> Time to tear oh, up the TV no. deal with TSN. Did I say good morning? You did, BW. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that guy. That's a battle between TSN and CFL that doesn't involve us. The TSN people are great. They're great to us. The network's great to us. If they don't want to cover the CFL at this, this is the second most exciting time of the year, that's their business. But that is a topic we could get into. That is a little odd, if that's true. Yeah. Well, hey, Jack Fulton uh, checking in. He says, watching from Palm Desert. RP show is the bomb. It absolutely is. But just <laughs> hang on to your bingo cards for a second. I have it in the quick six show topics. We'll get to the CFL stuff. I, I, I knew people would bring up the fact that TSN, and for our American audience, that's Canada's ESPN, wouldn't even cover the, the CFL. I, I knew it. That's I weird. It's weird. It's not what I want to get into today. I want to talk about the Winnipeg Jets and just get your thoughts. They have won three in a row. I watched a game last night with Joe 747 Gunnis. He was my Valentine, okay? <laughs> what a choice. It was a great night. And at, at this point, do you think it comes with age? Because you, you and I are almost the exact same age. I just can't wait for the playoffs. I'm over. It's different for the Flames. You're in, you're out. You might be, you might not be. But the Jets know they're in. Yeah, they're in. And, yeah. And who to, did, did you Did you think that there was a possibility at the beginning of the season that we would be having a conversation about the Winnipeg Jets possibly being the best Canadian no, team. Absolutely not. But that's what's fun about it. Yeah, no, And I that's agree. why uh, we have our coffee discussions daily here and Ricky Regina's put on a pot of coffee. That's what we do. Look at him. He's giving us a thumbs up right now. Yes. Um, yeah. Extra, extra calf. I crushed my Tim Hortons and I put Baller's coffee in here just so I could have more. Uh, by the way, people are, are, they are soundly trouncing Big BW from Edmonton saying that TSN did cover it, so cool it. 
but we'll get to that in the next segment. Um, it's part of sports, uh, Kelly, in that this summer, the Jets fans, they're all writing in here going they didn't like the hiring of Bonus. They lost out to get Barry Trotz, right? And how does Rick Bonus feel being second? The guy's probably going to be coach of the year. I didn't think they were going to be this good. And Hellebuck didn't even play last night. Big save Dave did. Mm -hmm. Dave Riddick. They have everything they need, Kelly. They've been good for a long time. And I give Paul Maurice a lot of credit that he, he was the guy that said, I'm the problem. I'm out. And he's going doing good things in Florida. I don't think anybody saw this other than Kevin Chevalier What do you think? Well, I, <clears throat> you know, to me, what it just sort of comes down to, Rod, is for whatever the reason... It's, it's hard to kind of put your finger on it, but in the sport of hockey, more than maybe, you know, any other sport, the shelf life of a coach is generally kind of short. It's getting shorter. Right? Seems I, to be. I mean, you yeah. just don't, you, you don't very often see those career coaches that, that have a career in a city. And, you know, anybody that I've ever talked to that's been around hockey, our friend Lou being one. Okay. Peter Labardius, Calgary Flames. You know, anybody, though, frankly, that spent any amount of time with Paul Maurice, they, they have the utmost respect for him. And I think that that's a Paul Maurice type of thing to say. Well, it, the, you know, the buck stops with me. Uh, we weren't getting the maximum amount of our players. This was the right decision by the organization. It was time for me to go. That's the type of thing Paul would say because he's that kind of guy. He doesn't go kicking and screaming, sucking his thumb out the door. But, you know, it, it is kind of true. Like, like, generally speaking, after a certain amount of time, your core group, your, your team, getting the same message from the same guy every single day, it gets old. And sometimes, you know, you just need a fresh coat of paint. You need, you need something new well, to rejuvenate all, a locker room. Yeah, all of this tells me that Kevin Cheveldayoff does know what he's doing. That's a good team. And near the end of last year, I remember Darren Dreger coming on the show of TSN and saying, you know, Chevy believes in this group and so do I. And I, I said, I don't. But that was in that. They didn't turn it around under Dave Lowry. It yeah. wasn't just Paul Maurice. True. Rick Bonus is probably half of this. Yep. You know, he's done a really good job. So, but he's a guy who's had a good career. I thought it was a good hire. Mm -hmm. But I can also understand where people would be pretty locked into Barry Trotz too. I mean, you couldn't go. Let's put it this way: you couldn't go wrong with either choice. It's not like they had nothing but C-listers to choose from, right? It was quite an off-season for coaches in the National Hockey League for sure. And was, what I'm saying is, I'm just ready for the playoffs now. <laughs> I think it's how old I am. I'm not, I'm not here for the. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel that way, Rod, in every sport except football. And well, the Blue that's Jays. different. They're and the Blue Jays, I have to say. That's I, interesting you say that because yeah. football is one game a week. So you have time to debate. Hockey, it's just every second day. It's up, it's down, it's too much emotion. I think what it might be for me, though, now that I think about it, is I think it's because I don't have a favorite team. I think if I had a favorite NHL team, which is odd, because it's the only league in basically professional sports I don't have a favorite team, 
But I think because I don't have a favorite team, I'm not sort of locked in on the Oilers or locked in on I the Flames. Get, I get it. And so I, totally I, it. I just love the playoffs. But I'm with you. If the playoffs could, if the NHL playoffs could start tomorrow, I'd be far more interested than I am right now. And I, well, it's sad to say. And here's the thing: okay, Winnipeggers. I get it. And we're very big on Bell MTS cable out there on Game Plus television. Uh, viewer Dan Asham is in Winnipeg. Says, great game for the Jets last night. Better than the Blackhawks game. Blackhawks are a boring team to watch. Well, if they were boring and they were winning, you probably wouldn't have a problem with that. But the Winnipeg Jets have always been exciting. It's just boom, boom, boom. They're so fast. Yeah. Man, yeah. particularly Shifley, Cal Connor. They're a great team. I'm just saying, can we get to the playoffs? And maybe this will be the year. They've learned their lessons, and, and that's exciting. John in Edmonton says, uh, coaches don't have enough time to gel with a team anymore like they used to in any sport, Rod. That's because of people like you, John. Nobody has the patience. If you're not winning now, they want you fired. There's no time to build anything anymore. Um, anyways, we'll move on because uh, there's people that do want to talk about uh, football, but... Number two, Devin Booker scored 32 points. DeAndre Ayton had 29 points and 11 rebounds. And the Phoenix Suns beat the Sacramento Kings 120-109 Tuesday night with superstar acquisition Kevin Durant watching from the bench. Interestingly enough, it was the first home game for the Suns since they acquired Durant, who's recovering from a right knee injury. Raptors beat Orlando last night 123-113. Super Bowl, point three. Hundreds of thousands of people are expected to clog the streets of downtown Kansas City today to celebrate the 2023 Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. What a great first 58 minutes of football. You gonna go that way and say the officials cost no, the game? No, I'm not gonna do You're not that. gonna be that guy? No, I'm not gonna be that guy. I didn't like the call, but I, I just feel... And he's a football guy. I just feel that that the only thing that probably kept that game from being one of the top, you know, you, you wouldn't be able to find enough games that you could fit on one hand in the history of the Super Bowl if it hadn't have been such a lame last two minutes. And it did happen as a result of that call, but I don't believe officials go on the field and say, well, I, I would have not called it except we really want a great finish, so I'm not going to call the penalty. No, they're calling the penalty that they believe in that split fraction of a second needs to be made. Now, whether I agree with the call or not doesn't matter. That, that referees don't set out to screw teams. I don't believe that. I don't me. either. So for the, for the idiots that actually think that that referee had a, a motivation, he had an agenda, we're going to stick it to the Philadelphia Eagles. That's absolute nonsense. There was a lot of that talk, though. Yeah, I know, but that's crazy talk. In saying that, I didn't like the call, but that I don't believe that the official made it because he was trying to screw a team out of a win. I just think it was a bad call. That's just my opinion. Yeah, well, when you say lame last two minutes, I'm a little surprised because it was 35-35 with the two well, minutes to go, and they're, right. they, they're on a game-winning drive here. And I thought that it was a penalty, but again, that's the fun thing about Well, sports. what I mean by the la lame two minutes, though, is that Let's face it, if there's not a penalty, if there's not a penalty, they have to kick the field goal and Philadelphia's got a buck 50 to basically try to tie the game. And now we're talking unbelievable finish. But they've used all their timeouts, so they just ground the ball out 
twice and basically just that was a little anticlimactic. Yeah, yes. so that's that's the only reason I make that point. I gotta say this, my buddy Peanut Butter Pete, whom you know well, <clears throat> Pete, Peanut Butter Pete Saragella. Uh, we were talking about the Tower Pizza. Tower Pizza is oh. king. Although I'm kind of partial to the T-Rex, Ricky, as you know, Ricky knows that, right? Love it. That might be the best pizza. But I said to him. Um, I Crazy. was in the Energy City, and I said, "What? You don't watch Sports Center?" Something came up about that, and I said, "You don't watch Sports Center? Like, what's wrong with you?" He goes, "I watch your show. I get more in the opening twenty minutes than I do in <laughs> sixty minutes in Sports Center." I was like, "Interesting." Can't argue with that. So How that's that? that's what's going How on. When we return, <laughs> we'll recover. Uh, we'll recap all of a very wild opening day of CFL free agency. We'll get into some of your comments. Look at day two. Tiger Woods making a comeback here. Uh, that's in the news. That's all we need. Yeah. Yeah. And we got Dave Randorf and Mike Benton coming up, too. We're live from Ballers Rec Room on Game Plus TV and your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE The Key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Because it's a heave-ho, hi-ho, stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swab in the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Well, this is going to be interesting. And, and, and the time with Kelly Rempel goes far too fast. Rems, what is it about you? I don't know what it is about me, but when we get together, oh. we never run out of things to no. talk about. Never a shortage of laughs. Always having a good time. Exactly. The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is a doozy. We're down to our final four jersey bracket. NHL reverse retro jerseys. And today, this is who's representing the Western Conference. The Winnipeg Jets and the Los Angeles Kings. You voted for these folks, and this is it. And Clark has written, I saw it in the, in the comments, Clark was like, sorry if I move, boys. Uh, Clark said, there's a lot of Jets fans watching the show, but come on, look at that Kings jersey. So we'll see what the vote is. That's mine. That's mine from the day they announced these reverse. I love that thing. The Ken Baumgartner years. <sighs> yes, and Charlie Simmer, and Tiger Williams, and Marcel Dayan. Did I say Dave Taylor? Uh, oh. So we'll see what the vote is, but that's what... It, yesterday, the Buffalo Sabres outlasted the Pittsburgh Penguins. So Buffalo's waiting in the Stanley Cup final of jerseys for the winner of this. 
you, I'm glad you said the name Marcel Dion. Purple Haze. Because I always defer to him when I hear this narrative that, well, he can't be considered one of the all-time greats because he didn't win a Stanley Cup. I always say, really? So Marcel Dion, because he was loyal to the Los Angeles Kings and never at his, you know, trade deadline or when his contract was up, he was happy to take less money to be loyal to his team when he could easily have gone to the Montreal Canadiens or wherever. Province, and, sure. Exactly. He isn't in that discussion. It usually ends the conversation pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Wait, hey, but the, you can't account for stupidity. Rams. No, I, I, I got to get it to a point. I mean, when, when you're going to be, if you're going to put people at the top of the, like the Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, Tom Brady, what do these guys all have in common? Championships. But it's not fair to pigeonhole everybody and say, well, you never won a Stanley hey. Cup, so you don't deserve to be in with the great players. Well, Marcel Dion was a great player who had incredible numbers despite being on a very mediocre team. Listen, as you Notwithstanding know, the great jersey. I spent six, have spent the last six months in South Florida and will spend six more. Uh, it's the Marino thing. It comes up like every day. Jim Kelly. <laughs> well, there, I mean, specifically Dan Marino, and he's a Hall of Famer for a reason. He didn't win. Sucks. I'm sure, it keeps him up at night. Doesn't make no him doubt. less of a Hall of Famer no. or less of a player. Great point. Uh, there's a perfect example. Aaron in Edmonton writes in. He says, I'm not even a Jets fan, but I like that Jets jersey better. Well, Graham Tour once said, we can't all have the same opinion. We can't all like the same girl. Is that what Slippet said? <laughs> Graham Tour said, we can't basically all have the same opinion. Um, There'd be no point in doing a show like this if everybody agreed on everything. No, we didn't, well, that's we, what makes this show great. You wouldn't have uh, a listener. Troy in Toronto says, damn right, that Kings jersey is sweet. Well, we'll find out if they're standing above the rest when this is all said and done. <laughs> By the end of the week, actually, we'll have it solved. Now, I know people came here, and I get it, today for the Canadian Football League talk. And by the way, a lot of people came to TSN's defense and trounced BW in Edmonton and said they talked about the CFL free agency on Sports Center, so they're having a back and whatever. I didn't actually see it. I would have loved to, but I was a little, I was a little, I was busy. You're like the, you're the seafood Sam of broadcasting. Right. I was busy. I didn't have time to watch Sports Center. Okay. So JT from the audience writes that he says so far Saskatchewan Rough Riders have lost the most players in the CFL during free agency. A mass exodus out the door. Carter Como is watching in Calgary and Game Plus Television. He writes it and he says, Riders not bringing back Dan Clark. He's the veteran center, local boy. He says, what a great move by O'Day. Keep destroying the locker room. <laughs> um, from day one, you can go to rodpeterson.com right now. The best recap of what went down on Tuesday's day one of free agency is right there. Trevor Harris has come to Saskatchewan. Highest paid rough rider ever, $550,000 per season for two years. Cody Fajardo's gone to Montreal. We've learned today that Darnell Sankey, perennial all-star linebacker, played in Calgary, played in Sask, is going to the XFL, Arlington Renegades, Arlington, Texas. 
So there's, there's a lot going on. I guess I'll hand it over to you and say, what's your assessment of the opening 24 hours of CFL free agency? Well, I was actually a little underwhelmed, to be honest, because we all knew that Trevor Harris was coming. So it's not like it's not like everybody woke up, looked it's at not their Christmas. Twitter account. It's and not said, Christmas. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I would, the Sankey one hurts because he's a good, that's a guy who's a rock solid part of your defense. Now they do get Micah Tights back, um, you know, so between him and, Larry, uh, Larry Dean, that, that's a pretty good group. Pride of Tifton, Georgia, by the way, Larry Dean, yeah. for the people watching or listening in the Peach State, so, continues. But, or, well, I just, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say, you know, man, oh, I was just awesome. Like, uh, there was uh, every minute there was more great news coming in. I mean, I would say it's been a pretty underwhelming um, free agent. Because so you far. knew what was coming. Yeah. That's, I mean, if it was under wraps, and you, it would be pretty yeah, exciting. We knew Shaq was probably going to leave any day. Shaq Evans going to the Ottawa Red Blacks. So, um, there haven't, sure. let's put it this way. <clears throat> haven't been many surprises. No. Uh, regarding if, if this is the end of the line for a veteran center by the name of Dan Clark and our football it sounds fans like it is. really like, uh, the football people like the talk. Tank Abbott from Estevan, the Energy City. Do you know Tank? The MMA fighter? He's a big or this man. Fellow? He's a big man. He says he can't bring back guys that ride the injured reserve, veteran or not. Clark was good, but never great. Yeah, but you know what? We don't know what he meant to the locker room. We don't know what's going on in any particular locker room. Um, what I'm, I gave the Saskatchewan Rough Riders a B-plus on what they did in free agency. They had the worst offensive line in franchise history last season, so they signed a couple of guys. They signed Trevor Harris, richest contract ever for a quarterback, for any player here, and got some good receivers by name Juwan Breskison and uh, Jake Weineke. And they already had a decent defense. Schaefer Baker looks like he's coming back, right? From the NFL, yep. or did, never really went to the NFL. I guess he had some workouts, but never got signed. So I give them a B plus. I would be interested to hear from other people around the league, the fans of all teams, what's the what's the grade you would give your team so far? We're only a day into it. We're a long ways from over. From the audience, Argo Fluffy is the name. Argo Fluffy says, I wonder where Brandon Banks will go. Maybe the XFL or USFL. I'm actually surprised there was as much movement. Because you know what NHL free agent to trade deadline, you sit there and go, 56 players and 89 draft picks switched. Do we know what I mean? Yeah. Here. And there's definitive winners and losers. Yeah. Whereas I don't feel like there has been this time around in the CFL. Do you? It's, well, number one, we always rush to judgment to declare a winner far too early in anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. sure that we know who won the Matthew Kachuk, Jonathan Huberdo trade yet. But we wanted to declare that day who won. That's what, again, what would you say? What well, I have say? my own shows, thoughts on that. Shows like this are great for that. Yeah. Can we pause? Did I scratch an itch <laughs> on the Kachuk Huberto thing? Because no. I'm here for that discussion every day. Well, I just, I remember last week when I was here, you were kind enough to invite me two weeks in a row. I remember one of the callers, I'm sure he's a very nice person, but he texted in and or or sent in a message and said that he disagreed with my thoughts on Daryl Sutter because he said proof of the fact that it's not the coach's fault is Jonathan Huberto hasn't been very good this year. 
And I'm thinking to myself, no, that does prove exactly what my point is. You thought about it after. No, I, I didn't. I just didn't want to get into it. I felt like you probably wanted, felt we'd already taken up enough nah. of the time. So my thinking is, is that the coach of a team or an organization's responsibility, their purpose, their sole purpose is to make everybody better, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Isn't that the whole point? Is to push the right buttons to make especially your star players better. Not to beat them down to the point that they don't weather the crap or wind their watch and make them worse. Yeah. So I would argue the opposite of that. Jonathan Hubert is the worst example you could give if you want to make the case that Daryl Sutter's doing a great job. He, the guy is out of sorts. It's, interesting it's obvious. You, interesting you say that. Um because we posted it to our social media today, my comments on the Flames. They're still in a playoff spot, or at least last I looked, they were. I think they're out now. Okay, I'm going to take the positive view. We have 28 games left. I'd like to think that they can get their act together. But I'm not going to argue with you or the naysayers that don't. I mean, we'll see. You can. I, I think they'll make it too, because I think that they are, they are good enough that there's it's inexcusable for them not to be in one of the top eight teams there you go their general manager has given that guy every possible tool to win i gotta be, be quick here because i know you gotta run we got dave randorf coming in next we have four Davey minutes randorf yeah lyle roba show is watching on game plus tv in toronto he says daniel alfred said my favorite player of all time never won a cup it's a big group of guys that are hall of fame players that never won a championship so Sean, all the way out in Vancouver, watching on Game Plus, says, Good morning, Rod Squad. Can you ask the Silver Fox, sharpshooter or RKO? To me... Sharpshooter. Well, okay, to me, that's hieroglyphics. I have no idea what that means. From <laughs> Alan, our in, former intern, the Asian sensation. You remember Alan, the Asian sensation, Alan Lee? Oh, yeah, yeah. He He's says, uh, hey, Silver Fox, who's the next in dungeon wrestling? Is that the Calgary? Yeah, the yeah. I'm going to be the ring announcer, and the, the, I'm the Ed Whalen of Dungeon Are Wrestling. Are you ever? Um, the next best. Uh, you know, my favorites. Uh, I'm going to just use my heart. The Burn the uh, <clears throat> Billington Bulldogs, Dynamite Kids nephews. They are the bloodline. They continues. are spectacular, spectacular. How they don't have a contract with WWE or AEW is just a mystery to me. But those guys are absolutely awesome and one of them looks exactly like tom billington the dynamite kid uh is that right he looks like him he his body looks like him he's got the he's even ripped in the same spots he's got the same facials everything isn't that great it's incredible clark can you please tell me when dave rambo has logged in so we got a minute or two here oh he has okay we have uh you should do a wrestling podcast, Kelly, because um, there are a million questions that have come in on that. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, uh, Dan Clark was a character player and obviously great in the locker room. Now they're saying his time's done. The time passes for everybody, okay? You got to get over it. Swerve in Calgary says, my wild are foiling up the knuckles tonight for the abs. Great games tonight. Remember those six days? Game oh, <laughs> six games tonight. And we did have it a couple of years ago with the... Uh, Flames in the orders, right? And that will come back. For about two games. Uh, yeah. Rams, I can't believe the time's gone already.
And you got to go. I'll say, well, no, but I'll see all my those Calgary wrestling fans at the Victoria Pavilion Friday night. It's going to be a ring a ding dong dandy. And There's going to be some malfunctions at, at the, the junction. It's going to be great. Dungeon wrestling, baby. Back We're in having Calgary. a party. And you're all invited. <laughs> Ricky likes that one. Oh, yeah, you were having a party, Mr. Whalen. Um, and the Hitman's Bar, 30 seconds on that. It's open now? Yeah, I you know, haven't been, obviously, but I'm going to be probably headed there tomorrow, and uh, it's, I, I hear it's awesome. I've seen I hear it's awesome. the photos. Cowboys Casino, I think, right by the uh, Saddle Dome. So it's like if you're going to a Saddle Dome, a game, a Hitman or oh. Flames, you literally walk right there. It's amazing the what they're doing. There's a, the BMO Center's right there, right? The, the yeah. Pavilion, the Cowboys Casino. I love it. Can't wait to get back to Calgary. We'll be there next month. Okay. Thanks, Rems. Thank you. Dave Rambo Randorf next. Uh, a lot of CFL talk on this uh, program today and from the Seattle Kraken broadcast crew, Mike Benton coming up too. It is the RP Show live on Game Plus Television, your favorite podcast platform, and on the radio, WQEE, the key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. RP Show continues on this Wednesday, everybody. We're having a slight issue getting Dave Randorf lined up. Uh, and I'm hearing what's going on. They can see him. They can't hear him. That is going to be a problem. So, before we go any further then, let's... Uh, the game I wanted to talk about, and will, if we get Rambo, was in Denver last night. One of nine great NHL games. Steven Stamko scored in the shootout. Tampa Bay rallied from a two-goal deficit to beat a banged-up Colorado team. 4-3 in a Stanley Cup uh, final rematch from last year. I don't mind getting into the CFL stuff. Our listeners certainly have thoughts on that, and we will, especially if we don't get Rambo on here. There are six games, though, on the NHL slate tonight, including games in Toronto, Edmonton, and Vancouver. The Leafs host the Chicago Blackhawks, who fell 4-0 in Montreal last night. The Oilers host the Detroit Red Wings, who have won three in a row, and the struggling Vancouver Canucks entertain the New York Rangers. They've won five straight. How about this? The American Hockey League has come across the sports wire. The Calgary Wranglers scored three times in the first period, then coasted to a 4-1 American Hockey League victory against the visiting Abbotsford Canucks. Walker Dewar, Redeem Zohorna, Mitch McLean, Adam Klapka scored for the Pacific Division-leading Wranglers, while Nils Hoglander scored for the Canucks, who were outshot 39-30. There are 10 games on the NBA slate tonight, but the Raptors are off, making plans for the NBA All-Star break after beating the visiting Orlando Magic 123-113. The Raptors, 28-31, don't play again until February 23rd when... They'll host the New Orleans Pelicans and try to extend their winning streak to three. The sports updates are brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. Here's what's on at the movies now. At Landmark Cinemas, A Man Called Otto, based on the comical and moving number one New York Times bestseller, A Man Called Otto tells the story of Otto Anderson, played by Tom Hanks, a grumpy widower who is very set in his ways. But when a lively young family moves in next door, he meets his match in quick-witted and very pregnant Marisol, leading to an unlikely friendship that will turn his world upside down. In theaters now, a man called Otto. 
Check it out this week at Landmark Cinemas. Uh, sounds like no update on the Dave Randorf situation, so we can, while we sit here, talk a little bit about this Canadian Football League free agency deal. I'll say this, 3downnation.com, Canada's number one source for CFL news, has posted the list of the top 50 remaining free agents, and there's some good names on there. The, uh, I see David Carswell, I think he's a Ticats fan, checking in from Southern Ontario, and he says, free agency, where does Simone Lawrence end up? And from our director of scouting, he's watching right now, Craig Smith, two-time Great Cup champion. I would love to get Smitty's take on who's gone where, who might be winning free agency so far in the CFL. Me being fully aware of the fact that we're only a day into it. We're probably not even going to declare a winner until the season. Now, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, here in our backyard as we broadcast from Baller's Rec Room, signed a center in Peter Godber. And I can only speak for myself. I'm not going to tell people what to do or how they should consume their media. Peter Godber started all 18 games at center for the BC Lions last year. He's a sturdy guy, good player. People are saying that spells the end of the center that's been here for a real long time, almost a decade, starting center Dan Clark. And uh, I see the comments are going back and forth from the viewers and uh, the general manager of the team, I guess, saying in the media that here's from our VP of Sim Events, Nelson Hakowicz, saying Jeremy O'Day, the general manager, noted that Dan Clark will be the final player on the Riders roster that he played with as a player. So they're moving forward, planning on uh, Dan Clark being on the team. So now, interestingly, though, enough, we kind of declared winners and losers last year in the Canadian Football League coming out of free agency before the season even kicked off in that we felt Saskatchewan lost it. We were waiting for that big signing. They made it this year in Trevor Harris. They didn't make it last year and finished 6-12 and 12 and out of the playoffs. Austin watching on Game Plus television, checking in, and he says uh, an A grade for the Riders. Don't forget about those signings from the States before free agency open. Lots of times it's those guys that end up making the biggest impact, not the big names. Sure, he's talking about the guys that you signed that nobody's ever heard of before in terms of the fans, but the football people know them, right? But again, man, we don't know any more than anybody else. What free agency for is the signing of the proven names. And uh, my commentary today, you can read it right now at rodpeterson.com, listen to it on Saskatchewan Radio, is that you can talk about who signed the biggest names, who spent the most money. Saskatchewan would check those boxes. But when I look at the Calgary Stampeders and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, they've probably been the most inactive. And now why is that? It's because they haven't needed to be. They've got the rock-solid set rosters. And who were the most formidable teams in the CFL last year? At the very least, in the Western Conference, out here where it matters the most, uh, it was Winnipeg and Calgary. But again, the Toronto Argonauts are the defending champions. They've been pretty quiet, too. I'll turn it back over to the uh, viewers here. From our director of scouting, Craig Smith, writes in and says, Go Jets! 
Well, I really debel, uh, de deliberated today on what I was going to wear. Vegas Golden Knights bunny hug or a Winnipeg Jets bunny hug. But I thought, hey, Jets played a hell of a hockey game last night. Watched it all with Joe 747 Gunnis, my business manager. And the Jets have won three in a row. And they beat the Seattle Kraken last night in a shootout. Man, that was an entertaining game. You can say what you want about ticket prices in the National Hockey League, but for those that went to that game last night at Canada Life Center, they were entertained. That was an awesome game. Well, interesting talk that we can carry over into the next segment if you want was the, uh, I, I'll get into it now, Rempel's gone and we can't seem to get Dave Brandorf on the air. TSN, well, they've, TSN's never done a CFL trade deadline day or free agency day, so, well, the trade deadline day is completely a dud, always has been in the CFL, but free agency, they've never done that either. So why would we expect it? This is the place. Game Plus lets us talk about whatever the heck we want on a daily basis. What do you got, Clark? Okay. Okay, we're going to take a break here. Real quick, from the viewers, Jeff the Stamps fan says, surely someone grabs Richie Sandani, a reliable Canadian receiver. Well, let's remember he's suspended for, what is it, two games for positive PED tests. So you get that scarlet letter on you in the CFL, unless your name's Andrew Harris. I don't think teams are rushing to sign him. Argo Fluffy, watching in Toronto. He says, I hope Juwan Breskison can stay healthy for Saskatchewan. He needs a healthy season. I love me some Juwan Breskison. He's a tremendous player. And from David Carswell, will Trevor Harris be able to produce in the red zone? He couldn't in Ottawa. Wasn't much better last year. Well, we'll see if they put the talent around him. Trevor Harris, I think, is fine. He did take the Ottawa Red Blacks to the Grey Cup. I was there. I saw it with my own two eyes. See if he's worth the money. We're going to give this a go with Dave Randorf when we return. The voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning on Bally Sports Florida. We are live on Game Plus TV, also your favorite podcast platform, and WQEE, the key. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Because it's a heave-ho, hi oh Dealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swabbing the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. The studio is Ballers Rec Room, your entertainment destination. They hosted the Regina Pats the other night at a team-building event, and Connor Bedard was right here. Ooh. I'll get to your CFL free agency questions next hour because we've got him now. The television voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Dave Randorf. Rambo, thanks for your patience. Hell of a game in Denver last night. Lightning coming out on top in a shootout. I appreciate you coming in today to talk about it. Was it as fun as uh, it seemed in Ball Arena last night? 
Yes, it was. It was, uh, you know, they, they met last week at Amelie Arena, the first meeting since the Stanley Cup final, and that was a 5 nothing game. Uh, believe it or not, the Avalanche, to a man, including the coach, a guy you know very well, Jared Bednar, didn't hate their effort in that particular night. Uh, but uh, Vasilevsky did his thing. They were also in the same thing. I talked to Nathan McKinnon. I spoke to Miko Rantanen and others, uh, Bowen Byram and, and Bednar himself, and they all said, Vasilevsky, you know, he stops at these times, and then it's 2 nothing, then it's 3 nothing, and then and then it's over. Uh, same thing happened last night. It was a much closer, much more difficult challenge for the Lightning to get to two points. It ended up, as you say, going to a shootout. But in the end, once again, uh, they are going to be uh, looking themselves in the mirror going Vasilevsky. I mean, he was spectacular. Uh, one more time last night, uh, making 42 saves, I believe it was, 42, 43 saves. And uh, he got the game to overtime. The Lightning trailed 2 nothing in the game, and they trailed 2-1 going into the third, which is a never an easy chore for any team to come back on the road like that, especially against a hungry, um, desperate, I don't want to say desperate yet, but the Avs are not in a playoff spot right now, so there's a little bit of desperation there for sure. Uh, yes, they're undermanned a little bit, but they still brought a lot to the table last night, and the Lightning scored 2 in the third, got into overtime simply because Vasilevsky once again is, is, uh, was excellent. He is a he's a treat to watch night in, night out. He is going to go down as one of the all-time greats. I keep saying that to people since this is now my third season, seeing every minute of every game that the Lightning play, and uh, uh, he is just giving everybody another reminder of just uh, how mentally locked in he is to the challenge for 60 minutes, or in this case, 65, plus the shootout, in which he stopped all three shots, by the way. Rambo, I'm actually glad. I'm glad that you brought up Vasilevsky as much as you have because I'm back in Canada, and as you know, it's all hockey all the time here. In Florida, it's not. So I'm getting everybody's opinion from everywhere. And somebody brought up to me the other day, a hockey guy, Vasilevsky's not the same anymore. And I'm like, oh, why? Because he went 26 games between shutouts? Like, he's still the best. Are you hearing at all that he's not the same as he used to be? Uh, no, but it's interesting you bring that up, and I don't know who you were speaking with, but but I do hear this kind of thing before, uh, and uh, I actually talked about this on the NHL Network last week going into that Colorado game, this exact same conversation. I think what, what you'd look at is he's on nobody's business list, uh, nominee list right now, uh, and his numbers do not jump off the page in terms of goals against the save percentage. The wins are right there. In fact, last night, I think he joined, moved into second in the NHL, and he's right on the heels of Linus Olmark for uh, first. Linus Olmark, a guy who's barely lost any game. And yes, there's been a much more of a platoon situation in Boston, but still, what I'm saying is he's right there again. He has been first or tied for first in wins in the National Hockey League five consecutive seasons. And so I think the bar that gets set for Andre Vasilevsky is so high that when people see that he's not leading in, and he's only got one shutout to, to boot, that all these numbers aren't uh, sexy for those who don't watch night in, night out. They kind of go, ah, well, you know what, maybe all the hockey that he has played, because he does carry a, a large load here for the Lightning, a night in, night out. And don't forget, he's had 71 extra starts over a three-year playoff cycle. That's not even three years. That is condensed because of the whole bubble situation a couple of years ago. 71 extra starts. He played every minute of those three runs to the Stanley Cup final and I think it's kind of natural for people who again don't see him night in night out to go oh well maybe he's starting to slow down and, and hit a bit of a wall well I see every minute of every game and I'm here to tell you he is not physically tired 
He is not mentally tired. Do yourselves a favor. Look at a save he makes last night with the game, I believe it was 3-2 for the Avalanche at the time. The Lightning had tied it up, and then the Avalanche got one right back to make it 3-2. And he makes a save on a shot from the point. I believe it's Byron who takes the shot. It's tipped about 10 feet in front of the net on a beautiful, uh, deft little tip by uh, Arturi Lekanen. And he reaches back with his left leg and kicks it out and just gives you a, a, a sense of the, the level of safety he makes at key moments to allow the Lightning to do their thing. He's fine. He's going to be very tough once the playoffs roll around again. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time, but thanks for your patience, Rambo, for hanging in there. Enjoy Mullet Arena, okay? And we'll see you soon in the yeah. Sunshine State. All right, Rod and Ryan, thanks. The great... The great Dave Randorp. We'll be back with our... Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.